0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We are moving forward in Colossians 3.16 today. Last episode, we understood the Word of Christ as the scripture that God has given us to reveal the gospel of Christ. And Paul exhorts us to let it dwell in us richly. It must be deep inside of us, he says, not just in words only, but allowing the heart and the power of the word to transform us. Today, let's look at the next idea that Paul moves on to after encouraging us to have the word of Christ in us. So let me read Colossians 3.16 and we'll take the next phrase of the verse. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Here's our big question for today's episode, and actually it'll be next episode as well. How does the Word dwell in us richly? How does the Word dwell in us richly? At the end of the last episode, I offered a handful of options on how we can be proactive in putting the Word in our hearts. But Paul here gives us his answer. How does Paul tell us that we can get the Word of Christ to dwell in us? He says that we must be teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. What a loaded but crystal clear call from the Apostle Paul. I want to break down exactly what he's saying there, but let me give you just the high-level overview up front. Paul is saying that if we want to be a people who have the word of Christ dwelling in us, we have to be a people who are teaching and instructing in wisdom. A healthy church will be a church that is full of what he calls teaching and admonishing. Because a church that teaches well is a church that will have the word of Christ dwelling in them richly. And I want to be a part of a healthy community and I'm guessing you do too. And so let's consider how we do this. First, let's ask, what is so important about teaching and admonishing? So I should say to start, That word admonishing, which we probably don't use all the time, it means to instruct or to strongly encourage. So if teaching is putting together content to be communicated clearly, admonishing is strongly instructing someone to believe or follow that teaching. So it's not two radically different ideas, I don't think. To me, it seems like Paul is putting those together as a similar act. He wants this church to take the truth of Christ and then communicate it to others clearly and strongly. In fact, this isn't the first time teaching and admonishing and even wisdom are put together in one thought in this whole book. Do you remember when Paul gave us his personal ministry statement in chapter 1? Listen again, it came in Colossians 1:28. Him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Now, in the ESV, it stinks because of translation from Greek to English. We don't see the crystal clear connection. But the word warning in 128 is the same Greek word used in 316 that we translate there, admonish. So, Paul says in his ministry, he aims to proclaim Christ through what? Admonishing everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom. And the result of that, he says, is that people may grow in their maturity in their union and relationship with Christ. Now, go back to 3.16. What is he doing there? He is encouraging all Christians to do exactly what he said he is trying to do. He says, admonish one another, teach one another with all wisdom. Why? So that the word of Christ might dwell in them so that they can do all the things he's encouraged them to live out throughout chapter three. Or in other words, so that they may be mature in Christ. Okay, are we tracking all of that, putting those pieces together? Here's what I think is happening. Paul said his ministry goal is to mature followers of Jesus by communicating truth clearly and strongly in wisdom. Now he says to the church, and you do the same. We will grow as a community in our discipleship when teaching and instructing with wisdom and truth is at the forefront of our ministry. Scholar N.T. Wright says it this way, the church is to be stocked with good teaching as a palace is filled with treasures. What a beautiful vision. Listen to that again. The church is to be stocked with good teaching as a palace is filled with treasures. A palace is seen as more grand and more majestic the more treasures that it has inside. The church is more healthy and more holy with the more wise teaching that it has inside. Even imagine this for a second. Think of maybe a large, beautiful, grand palace that you've seen before. It has all its wealth and artwork and decorations all throughout that just exude majesty and value. Okay, you got that picture in your mind? Now think of your church. Is it like a palace filled with treasure? Is your church filled with beautiful teaching, compelling communication about Christ, People growing consistently in their maturity as Christ is being explained and people are being called to live in light of the gospel. Is that what your church is like? Because that's Paul's vision here. The health of the church, the maturity of the saints, the dwelling of the word in us depends on teaching and admonishing in wisdom. And that connection there shouldn't really surprise us. Think about how you know anything. You know how to do your job because someone trained you, taught you, or modeled it for you. You learned in school because a teacher or a classmate or a textbook taught you material. You even learned your worldview because it was taught or you caught it from someone at a young age. We know Because of teaching, either explicitly or even sometimes implicitly. Well, the world is explicitly teaching and admonishing you to live in certain ways. The church must also then explicitly be teaching and admonishing to live in light of the gospel, or else we have no hope of growth and maturity. The health of the church is dependent on the teaching and instructing With wisdom. So consider two things for today. First, I want you to ask yourself Are you part of a community that regularly teaches and admonishes the word of Christ so that it might dwell in you? Or maybe a follow up to that is not so much about the church, but are you submitting yourself to a church that does that? So often we can think that we can learn and grow. And mature all on our own. But friends, that's foolish. We need to submit ourselves to a healthy church that is teaching and admonishing so that you might be filled with the word of Christ. But here's my second thing I want you to consider Are you part of that community regularly teaching and admonishing one another? Are you not just receiving the teaching from other people in your community? But are you taking part in teaching and admonishing? I think this passage does encourage preachers and teachers and leaders in more formal settings to teach and instruct. I think that's pivotal to the life of a church. But remember, Paul said that was his calling, and then he told the church to do it to one another. That's you. If you are a Christian, you should be teaching and admonishing people in the scriptures does that mark your life? Is your life marked by knowing the scriptures so that you can communicate it to others? And I'm not saying that has to be from a pulpit or a platform or from social media. I'm saying around a dinner table, at a coffee shop, with your mechanic, with your coworkers, at your kid's bedtime. Does your life have a rhythm of communicating truth about Christ to others? I plead with you, Make those two things a reality in your life. Be part of a healthy community that does this for you and consider how you might grow in taking part in that teaching and admonishing of the word of Christ to others. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.